Hello and welcome. You're listening to Big Crone Energy. I'm your host, Karina Blackheart, the crone herself. I wanted to um, just pop in today on audio and talk to you a little bit about brittleness, rigidity, softness, tenderness. As you may or may not know, this time of year uh, between Samhain and winter solstice, for me, um, is just traditionally a time of going down, of going in, down into the earth, in, um, into the darkness, into myself, into my heart, my thoughts, my dreams. Um, it's a time of release, of rest, of repose of allowing the old year to come to a close, of inventory of uh, what in this cycle has and hasn't worked for me, and letting that go. So it's a, it's a tomb time, this time after Samhain, uh, when we uh, recognize the ancestors and the beloved dead, but also on the planet, in the northern hemisphere anyway, uh, recognizing the dark time of the year. This is the darkest time, right, between Samhain and winter solstice when the sun uh, starts growing, starts increasing, waxing again toward its fullness at summer solstice. So this time is uh, liminal, it's betwixt, it's between, it's for me deep rest, deep contemplation, deep luxury, meaning allowing my life to become softer and more luxurious, uh, longer nights, maybe naps in the late afternoon as the sun wanes. At some point in this cycle, the tomb becomes the womb. It's a place of gestation, of new beginnings, of something different, something tender being birthed. And I celebrate that with the winter solstice, the the birth of the tender young son, the sun child, from the dark mother's womb of creation. So tomb time, womb time. And I wanted to just sort of set the tone for the rest of this story by reminding you, 
where I am and how I move through this six weeks, uh, this six week season, uh, between Sabbaths. I have a lot more to say about that, but that's, that's a story, that's a teaching for another time. So a few days before, uh, my annual Samhain gathering where, uh, beloveds and I gather for four days of, uh, deep magic, love and community, feasting and conversation, I was, uh, leaning over my washing machine to get uh, I don't know, a sock or a dish towel, you know, that last thing that's like way at the bottom of the the uh, washing machine. And I'm only like 5'3". Well, I used to be 5'3". I'm probably only 5'2". at this point because age does that to a body. So I was sort of hanging over the edge of the washing machine, reaching deep down in, and um, I cracked a rib. Or possibly two. So I, I was going to this uh, gathering for four days. And I'm the organizer and a priestess and a teacher and a community member. Um, and um, there was just no... Um, for me, <laughs> I guess I'm not healthy enough yet to say um, I simply can't do this. Or... I can come, but everybody else has to do all of the things that I usually do. So I went, and I came home from that and unpacked. My ribs were in a lot of pain. A few days later, I was presenting um, at an online event. And I was in the middle of launching, or at the very end of my launch for provocations uh, program running through the crone herself. When all of that was complete, the gathering, the presentation, the launch, my body um, just went, just was one ball of pain, right? Um, it was not just where I had hurt my ribs, but my entire body that had been being held very tensely and very rigidly in protection around the rib cage, right? Which is the core, the center of your torso. So my feet hurt, my toes hurt, my fingertips hurt, my chest hurt, my ribs hurt, my shoulders, my clavicles, my arms, my hips, my lower back everything hurt. I'm just starting to feel better now and it's and it's I'm only feeling better because I recognized all of that muscle tension from literally my scalp to my toes had to do with holding myself in a rigid, tight, really protective stance around my center, around my ribcage around my heart. And so I wanted to talk to you today mostly about tenderness and softness and um, how I 
am looking out at the world, the wars, the fascism that is no longer just creeping, but marching, stomping, yelling, stating itself out loud proudly. The economy that economists say is doing great and getting better all the time, and and yet my grocery bill is big, as is yours, and the gas bill is big, and the heating bills are big, and the electric bill is big, and it sure doesn't feel like... Um, like it's getting easier. So there's a lot in the world out there right now that is taunting us and poking us and hurting us, hurting, hurting, injuring, uh, traumatizing us. And I think that it is a, a natural instinct to sort of curl in upon ourselves in a protective stance to tighten up our edges, to become rigid in our thinking, to become righteous in our opinions, and in some cases to, rather than feel how, how tender and vulnerable we are, the impulse is to fight, is to get loud, is to strike out, is to police each other. I was reading uh, one of my teachers this morning, and he was talking about post-humanist philosophy. And there was a line, and I don't know if he said it, or if someone in the brilliant, brilliant commentary said it. But they said, you know, when we become rigid, we crack. And... The teachings that I'm following of uh, bios are all about cracking and cracking open and finding the cracks in the fissures where something new, something different, something fugitive, something monstrous, something outsiderish can flourish um, and come into being, not as a um, a solution to. Uh, where we are, not as a promise of a utopia, but perhaps a, a different way of seeing, being, living in the world. And it was in that moment where I read um, something that I've taught for many years when I teach uh, ego work, and that's that that which is rigid breaks, right? That which is um, held in great tension um, is actually not strong. It is really fragile. And so here I am with my cracked rib, feeling very tender, very fragile, um, and that there is no choice um, as my body heals, and really no choice as I move into what are my natural rhythms at this time, this darkness dark one-eighth of the year, but there's no choice but to be soft. To be soft. And that in softness, in the softness, in the pliability, in the flexibility, in the tenderness, in the vulnerability 
that here is a kind of strength that we rarely recognize as strength in our culture that is so very, very confused. So what do I mean when I'm talking about softness, tenderness, vulnerability, luxury, the dark, being slow at this time of year. I'm relearning an old mantra that I whisper to myself when I notice that I have become tense, rigid, clutching, clinging, protective. When I notice that I have become rigid when I am clutching too tightly, working too hard. I'm whispering to myself, soft, soften, softer, softness, be soft, be soft, Karina. I do this because I can feel my feet grabbing at the ground, toes splayed, muscles tense, as though my toes are going to dig into the earth through the floorboards and foundations. I notice that my jaw is clenched tight and I'm getting a headache in my temples or my teeth hurt. I notice that the pen is clutched so tight in my hands that um, my writing becomes difficult to read or that my knuckles are white with pressure as I grasp the steering wheel of the car or the cooking spoon or the laundry basket, the garden rake. All of these nearly imperceptible that I am grasping, tightening, gripping, tensing, I whisper, soft, softer. This body hurts <laughs> from tensing around uh, an initial in injury. But the injury itself is from me pushing beyond, above, below, <laughs> My limitations of my height, my age, my weight, my balance, of not asking for help. And so now I'm forced to ask for help. I'm forced to say to my tall, thin, limber, 22-year-old child, please go get my laundry out of the washing machine because 
I can't. Okay. So this time of year, one way or another, is going to teach me softness again and again and again and again. This time of year is going to get me to slow down, take my time, take it easy, and stop pushing my own edges, boundaries, and limitations. There are times of year for me to push those edges, boundaries, and limitations. But this time of year is not it. This is the time for... I'm recording this at 4.30 in the afternoon, and it is twilight where I live. My voice, as I listen to it uh, speak to you, is almost in a whisper. I keep the lights, even during the daytime, when they're on, on dimmer switches. So the lighting in my house is soft, and it's a visual reminder, a sensual reminder to soften myself. The kind of incense I burn this time of year is gentling, right? I want deep musk, I want sandalwood, I want uh, vertiver and patchouli, scents filling my home that remind me to relax and go deep and sink in and rest and go under, under the ground, under the, uh, the busy consciousness that I can kind of energy that I can run that's very busy very quick very um, productive very uh, to-do oriented so soft music soft lighting incenses that quiet the spirit quiet the mind um, I turn to audiobooks, I turn to reading, and really cozy, comfortable clothing. I want soup, I want grilled cheese sandwiches, I want comfort foods, and teas, and chai, and quiet. I know that some of you listening might be saying, I wish, Karina, I wish. That that sounds like a, a luxury that I cannot afford. And I want to assure you <laughs> that this luxury of taking time between Sabbaths is something that over the years, the decades that I've been practicing my craft, um, has been hammered home to me in, in a way that shows me I, I have no choice. Um, I broke my rib. Two years ago when I came home from this gathering, 
I I was struggling with a a huge uh, infection that needed antibiotics and emergency treatment. There is always something that will intervene to take me down and in at this time of year, whether I plan for it or not. And who can plan for it um, in the in the world we live in that demands our continuous productivity, our continuous doing, 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 and leaves no time for being, being, being. So I can fight this. I can become rigid around it. I can become protective, um, trying to make sure that I can power through this time of year or I can pay attention to what I know to be true for me, my craft, my spirituality, my body, my mind, my spirit, my heart, which is that there must be a time for rest. There must be a time for down, for in, for soft. For tenderness, for vulnerability, for quiet, for soft lighting, for comfort foods, for soft voices, for tender touch, for long baths, for early nights, for sleeping late, for taking naps, for cups of tea, for extra time writing in the journal, listening to a podcast, long afternoons spent with dear friends, just catching up after a year of too busy. What is rigid will break. What is tense What is tight, what is gripping, will break. Stay soft. Be flexible. Allow vulnerability. Allow the rigid wall around your beautiful, tender heart. To break. I'm going to ask you now if you'll just take a couple breaths with me. Put your put your open hand, your soft, relaxed, open hand over your heart. And wait until you can feel the beating of your heart against the open palm of your hand. When we put our heart inside a wall, a barrier, a protective layer, We believe that we are protecting ourselves from the pain of the world, 
the pain of our grief, the breakdown that we might have if we let ourselves feel the ferocity and violence of the world that we're in, of these times. I want to suggest that if you build a wall around your heart, then you are creating an obstruction to your heart. And I'm not talking metaphorically. I'm talking your physical heart. If you do not allow it to feel, your anatomy will build hardened areas around your heart. This is heart disease. Can you feel your tender heart beating in the soft, open palm of your hand? Breathe. In this moment, you might want to Thank your heart for its tenderness, for its continuing to beat, 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 beat. And thank it for its vulnerability. And if you can't take the time or make the space or open into your own soft, tender vulnerability right now, make a promise to your heart that you will do it soon. Make a date with your heart. We cannot hold ourselves forever in rigidity. It will only hurt us more deeply in the long run. Just like pushing through my busy time with a cracked rib and holding tension in my whole body to protect that rib meant when I could finally relax my whole body ached my rib felt fine it was every other muscle in my body that ached to the point of tears and so putting off Walling off our ability to feel what is happening in the world does not make us stronger. Postponing our vulnerability until, I don't know, capitalism gives us permission to rest, which 
never happens, right? It, it doesn't work. So I'm begging you to take time. Take it. Take it from capitalism, from these systems which have us convinced that if we are not productive and busy and don't do all of the things on our list every day, um, that we are somehow a failure. That failure has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with a system that's convinced you of that. Please allow yourself some softness, some vulnerability. Take the time that you need to be human and feel the enormity of the where we are as a species. Let the tears fall. It's okay. Tears won't kill you. A heart attack will. A couple days resting won't kill you, but anxiety might. So it may not be your practice or a practice you've even ever heard of to move in these weeks of silence and stillness, of betwixt and between, of darkness and going down and going in, going under, to remember ourselves, who we are, to root deeply and begin now the dreaming necessary to birth a new cycle in your life rather than rushing through the holidays, Thanksgiving, all of the holidays of returning light all the gift-giving, the decorations, the travel, the company, the, <laughs> the cooking, the cleanup, all of that, and then sort of landing at January 1st and being like, and now I have to make all my resolutions for the new year. You can take your time now in these weeks before you decide consciously to participate or not in the holiday rush now is the time to be doing the review of the year, putting the year to bed, lying down with it, <laughs> and um, dreaming the new year and its possibilities um, into your conscious mind, journaling that so that sometime between winter solstice and the Gregorian calendar's proclamation that it's a new year, that you know what energy, what endeavors you want to live into in the next year. And I hope that one of those commitments to yourself will include taking 
time to allow yourself to be vulnerable, soft, tender, quiet, still, and luxuriate in rest. That's what I have for you today. Be blessed. been listening to Big Crone Energy with Karina Blackheart, the crone herself.